Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend Sean Escarciga and I got together to talk about how W is for weird corners of the internet. We chatted about chimpanzees and adorable clothes, a line-by-line breakdown of Ariana DeBose's BAFTA rap, and the queen of the internet, Cher. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at ondqpod, that's ondqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show! Hi, Sean! Hi, Adam. How you doing, hon? I'm great. The sun is out, both metaphorically and literally. So, Aw, isn't that sweet? Yeah, we just got out of what can only d- be described as a hellscape here in Los Angeles. We had rain for five days and the city nearly crumbled. Yeah, but it's so green now. I know. I know. To quote everyone in LA ever, we really needed it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you have until you almost lose it. Oh, that's so true, darling. All right. So today we're talking about how W is for weird corners of the internet. Um, but yeah. before we dive into that, I always like to ask our guests if they remember how we know each other. Now, Sean, do you remember how slash when we met? Yeah, we met this past Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um through my boyfriend, who was also on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Natural Light, so a few years ago. Yes, Augustine and I talked yeah. about Natural Light and other features of our dream homes. <laughs> that adds up. Yeah. Um, and weird, weird corners of the internet adds up too. <laughs> True. Um, no, we met at a Halloween party. You walked in on the two of us preparing our knights in white satin costume, and I was like, stressed i was making my gloves and i was like yeah Hi, nice to meet you i walked into a fury of what we call hot glue um where it was uh we were trying to uh cover pieces of cardboard with satin which is a real fun clean thing to do always turns yeah, out beautifully uh... um but yeah that was that was really fun because i felt like so we were upstate and we went to like a like a house party, but like an upstate house party. And we definitely like brought the gay to the party. Um, Because everyone was like, you know, just like sitting around talking. And then we broke in. I immediately grabbed like three people and started talking about figure skating. Um, Yeah. It was, it was so funny. You pulled all the straight men around and asked them what their what their hopes were. That's <laughs> what their hopes and dreams were. And they, were, they didn't know, and it was it was spooky. I know, I know. I have learned that that is kind of my trick for um, small talk with like people who kind of need to have a little more fun in their life. I just ask them, "So, what's the dream?" <laughs> And then they give me some answer, and I'm like, Just, "Great, that I'm." Please journal about that. Um, so we are talking, yes, about uh, weird corners of the internet, and 
Yeah. The reason I have you on for this letter is because I kind of think of you as the high priestess of the internet. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know, Sean has an amazing meme account um, called Miss Lady Salad, um, which posts, I would say, um, some unhinged queer memes. Would that be accurate? Yeah, it's definitely the weird corner of the internet, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a welcoming welcoming corner as well oh it's lovely it's lovely do you want to explain like what's your pitch for what your your like instagram page is about mental illness (laughs) um (laughs) i am severely mentally ill uh no i started um i have like a background in performance art and in 2020 um i don't know if you know this but some stuff happened globally Hmm. and um, I'd started a mutual aid fund that was all run through my Instagram. Um, and I started making memes to publicize that. And when the, the emergency fund, uh, ended, I still couldn't perform in person because things hadn't lifted yet. Vaccines went out and I committed to making a meme a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in 20, I guess like the end of 2020 into 2021. And people really liked it. Mm-hmm. And it was a way for me to channel my my creativity for a bit. Um, I know it's just fun. I feel like a lot of my performance work was a little bit too heavy. It was getting too heavy. And I feel like the Miss Lady Salad platform is a space for me to be funny and silly while also being political and also being like subversive in a way that maybe other platforms can't reach people um yeah Yeah. and i'm mentally (laughs) yeah good yeah so where did miss lady salad come from because um although to be fair i don't know if that is your baptismal name i don't know if it's a family name that is that is my christian name mark 412 (laughs) um yeah No, I like I didn't get Instagram until 2015, and I was like, right, like a year after I moved to the city, and a friend of mine was like, Sean, you have to get Instagram, and I was like, I want it, but I just don't know what my name would be, and I was working, like, I don't know why I was like in the Navy Yard in Brooklyn, and I went into this like weird grocery store and was looking for like a prepackaged lunch and there was like this mixture of tomatoes and garlic like whole garlic <laughs> and cucumbers or something and it was just called a miss lady salad yeah and i was like i was like there i am there she is yeah you know when they say that you want to see yourself in the media i feel like you saw yourself in that grocery store I did. I found I found the way, the truth, and the light. Yeah, it's amazing. And I will say that you and Gus are perfect together because Gus also has a meme account, um, which is I was there at the the dawn of it, um, where he has a page called. I mean, you obviously know this, but um, he has a page called Name Generator, which is um, like creative Gen Z names. Um, on top of uh, these like really realistic baby dolls. Um, 
And yeah. it came out of all of us on like a trip, like a little like glamping trip, like a cabin trip, not really camping. Um, <laughs> and we were just coming up with all these names. And my favorite that I came up with was the name Talaramy, which I think is just a fabulous She's name. still out there. We actually, I did a, a show recently where I brought uh, like meme admins to a stage and I interviewed them and then I let them do a performance of whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought Augustine on and, and Telerami was, was one of the featured babies. Um, <gasps> oh, I'm so happy about that. I just wow. always think that a perfect Gen Z name is like um, a name that like you imagine like someone in Greenpoint or like, like um, Park Slope yelling out of their, apartment being yeah. like Telerami, you have violin lessons <laughs> Telerami, it's time to microdose <laughs> exactly, um, exactly i've been trying to get him to do i feel like talcum is a really good name <gasps> that feels like a very like oh, that's great very dress baby like a talcum come back oh my god yes talcum stuck in the well <laughs> <laughs> talcum you're going to ruin your weed <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so speaking, going all the way back to the prairie, um, what was like your first like exposure to the internet? Do you remember? Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I must have been like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and getting like my family getting like those AOL CD ROMs, like try it, try <gasps> this out, like mm-hmm. this new thing, and I remember like putting it in. And just like the wailing screeches of hell <laughs> as you just like dialed up into the darkness. Mm-hmm. And then us all like waiting for it to happen and it like loaded and we're in and all just staring at the screen like, now what? <laughs> and I think I remember I was like, let's go to like Disney.com or something. And there were like very early websites and I think we went to like a Disney page or something and it was just text. And I was just like, this is, this is a book. And (laughs) (laughs) it yells at you. Like I can just read a book. Um, And then I feel like very shortly after that is when like hamster dance started. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Like it was just a page. And I was just like, this is, this is something. And I feel like my parents like didn't think that this was going to last. Mm-hmm. I think they like explicitly said that, and I was like, "Just you wait, <laughs> just just you wait, mom and dad." I was a prophetic child. You were like, "Invest now." I was like, "Mother, get into crypto now, mom." <laughs> I know. If only we knew back then that what the monster would turn into. Yeah. I think that yeah, my first like exposure to the internet, it was, yeah, it was just through like my mom getting email and just hearing like the, you've got mail. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like the real awakening was the movie, You've Got Mail. I think it was yeah. <laughs> Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks having a love story via email that I was like, oh, this is like a thing that will like take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, if it's bringing people together t- t- to the top of the Empire State Building, then mm-hmm. 
anything is that's that movie right yeah i mean the empire state building played a really important part in a lot of those early early like 2000s late 90s movies yeah it was like this is where we go yeah to talk about technology (laughs) which now is like the last place i would ever want to go the empire state building (laughs) yeah it's like i'll pass thank you so like did you like were you like uh an adopter of like the aim messenger the myspace the tumblr of it all i wasn't really a tumblr girly Mm -hmm. but i definitely had i remember like aim was like a huge Mm -hmm. a huge thing oh yeah because that was like that was like middle school for me so Mm -hmm. that was like the most awkward period of, of a person's life mm-hmm. where they're given this tool to like talk to strangers. <laughs> um, and boy, did I. And yeah, I also had a MySpace. I had like, I never got into like the full on crazy blitzy, like super personalized mm-hmm. MySpace page. Like it was nice, but I, uh, yeah, I had it. I met my first boyfriend on MySpace. <gasps> I didn't. Oh wow! Yeah, take that, Meg Ryan. Was there drama when he was no longer your boyfriend and he had to be out of your top eight? I don't. I was still closeted, so he was never my top eight. Okay, okay. So it was a yeah. secret top eight in your diary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. I was like subtweeting before Twitter. <laughs> what was your AM like screen name? It was uh, Loco Mofo zero zero nine. <gasps> wow, I'm I'm impressed that you knew what Mofo was. I, <laughs> the internet, the internet <laughs> teaches you many things. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I talked about in my last um, episode here that my um, AIM AIM screen name was a chorus line eighty three, um, <laughs> just because I really wanted to, you know, let the people know out there what was up. Yeah, why eighty three? Oh, because my best friend at the time, Robin Rally, who was a guest on um, the episode about Greece too, her favorite number was eighty two. And uh, to this day, I still want to be just like her, but like a little different. So I was like, oh, different, now yeah. my favorite number is 83. <laughs> yeah. Take that. Take that. Um, but yeah, of course, line 83, just uh, what we call a hat on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gay, sweetie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then jumping forward... Uh, what like 15 20 a million years into the future now we're at the current day internet what is your typical internet experience like what are you liking what are you not liking what do you use the internet for um jesus i think um we can talk about this in a sec i i feel like the internet is a really beautiful tool to connect people Mm -hmm. um who might otherwise not be able to connect in person Mm -hmm. um and i feel like at its origins it allowed that i think especially for queer people it allowed um secret myspace case in point Mm -hmm. um it allowed people to reach reach each other in in safer ways um and i think it still does i think it it now allows information to spread in in ways that can be really 
beneficial and useful. Um, I think it's also a an interesting way to share ideas, art, um, and in a way that is more accessible financially, um, geographically, mm -hmm. etc., um, than other other institutional platforms. Um, but the flip side of that is it's it's also a a network and a technology that has largely gone unchecked mm -hmm. um so it is still in many ways the wild wild west and there are a lot of insidious practices happening with obviously large social media corporations obviously with um all of that censorship that's going on and i feel like there isn't a large sense of ethics around the speed at which the internet and that that tech those technological platforms are are expanding mm -hmm. that there's no one has really formally stepped back in a large capacity and said this this is not good yeah. <laughs> like the long-term effects of this are not going to be good mm -hmm. um, because it's been so tied to capital and people making money mm -hmm. um that speed is is everything but on the flip side <laughs> again you can be silly and goofy and share things with your friends yes um so it's like you know global tyranny and silly mm. silly goofy times <laughs> i love that what's like your go-to what are like your three like either like social medias or websites that you're always on what are you looking at <laughs> Um, I mean, I do use Instagram and Twitter mm -hmm. as like my primary social media platforms. Um, and then I don't really like, I don't think there's like a, I also was thinking this is very boring. I'm getting older, but I do, I do love a Google drive. Oh, that's not necessarily. <laughs> we love document storage. I love document storage and the ease with which you can do it. Um, <laughs> I do, like, as part of the meme-making practice, I do just, like, go through weird image holes. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just Google something and start looking at those images, stock images, and then let that lead me to God knows what. And my my desktop is pure chaos oh and I mine too performances about this. it's 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 literally just it's a hellscape mm -hmm. and so yeah that's that's where i spend my time this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Yeah, so what do you think is like, you're talking about these images, what is like the recipe for the perfect meme? Because you have a very defined sensibility that is... Um, well, I'll let, I'll let you describe it, but what do you think that recipe is? Um, it's not really a rule, but I do, 
if something makes me laugh, then I know it's like a, a good go-to. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to draw from like immediate pop cultural cultural references. Um, so Madonna is a gold mine. Um, <laughs> also just silly images of animals are always a good, a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe in political that's happening as well. So Nancy Pelosi is, is also a, mm-hmm. one of my go-to characters. Um, and then using it as a space to just like either comment on what's going on or comment on like a larger cultural feeling a, a sense of what's, what's happening or just being like, annoying and gay and i think those three <laughs> things together <laughs> with like the variety of characters that i found because mm-hmm. it's like there was like pop like hard pop culture references then political references and then just like silly goofy animals and weird <laughs> things it's like those three things throw in some nostalgia here and there and um some like existential dread and you got it yeah, I feel like that's such a, a window into your how your brain works. Yeah, it's, there's a lot going. <laughs> I wasn't kidding about mental illness. <laughs> yeah, I would describe it as like the cross section of like uh, Lisa Frank, like those illustrations that are in the Bible, um, <laughs> the zoo, and then like yeah, like C-SPAN. It's all it's it's really fun. And I wanna I wanna rent an Airbnb in your brain for probably just a day. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it sounds so fun. Yeah, it's it's dumb. <laughs> but I say that endearingly. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Yeah, I think my what I love about the internet is like. I love and hate, right? Is like the the shelf life of some of these like cultural moments. Like, so a little tea for yeah. everyone listening. We were going to record this like a month ago because I'm crazy and I like to do things ahead of time. But like the things we were going to talk probably talk about a month ago would be totally irrelevant um, to the time that this podcast is coming out. Like, I feel like. Um, the thing that was relevant a month ago, which is still, I think, the funniest thing on the internet for me was two things. It was George Santos's whole journey of um, <laughs> politician, liar, and drag queen. Um, and then the Miss Universe from 2017 oh. screaming their names. Those were like the two things that I was obsessed with and still kind of am. Um but n- now that seems yeah. like years ago. Yeah, the speed of, I mean, even like making memes regularly, the speed at which like the content shifts, like what is funny one day is not necessarily funny the next mm-hmm. day. Um, yeah, the speed of the internet is is a beautiful and terrifying thing. Yeah. What are you like obsessed with that's like virally right now? I love everyone dragging Megan Trainer. Um, <laughs> that new that new song is horrendous. Um, it like makes me want to die. Yeah. Um, it's it's very much like a and, like a CPT went through like a TikTok pop song Megan Trainer style. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then lately, like I've been getting weird videos of hyper like hyper specific small monkeys dressed in 
really elaborate clothing. And then someone usually speaking either Spanish or Portuguese yelling at them. Ooh. I don't know what it means. That's good, though. That's my truth. That's my truth right now. (laughs) (laughs) I like that as also... um like outfit inspiration. Like if you don't know what you're going to wear, be like, yeah. oh, I saw, yeah, this, like, I saw this little, little chimpy guy wear this. Yeah, I'm going to dress like uh, Pippi Longstocking, cottage tour, Pippi Longstocking, knitwear, Emma or Ella Emhoff, spring, <laughs> summer, 2024, monkey. Yeah. So are you like seeing this on like TikTok, on Instagram? Where are you seeing this? Mostly on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of comes up. And like, I try to jog the algorithm sometimes. I'll just be like, I really want to see more pictures of this particular kind of cat. (laughs) Or like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And like, it'll work. And I don't, I'm not looking at images of monkeys. I'm not looking at videos of monkeys. I'm not like liking them. I'm not (laughs) following monkey accounts. So I really have no idea where this is coming from. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, the algorithm is pretty terrifying. Um, I do feel like yeah. I have a specific algorithm for each like platform or like each social media thing. Yeah. So like, what's like your, do you have a distinction with, with the apps that you use? Well, Inst- Instagram aside from <laughs> hyper-specific primate couture is like guys' armpits. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then like silly cats and then like, like hyper political things. Yeah. And then Twitter is really annoying gay guys <laughs> and like like socialist mm. writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, the Venn diagram of that of those two things on Twitter sounds like a hellfire to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I I exist in that sweet spot that many call hell. Yeah. yeah, my my algorithm is um it kind of all eventually goes into like the thirst trap of it all, which I used to be ashamed of and now I have to just embrace. Um Instagram yeah. is like queer art because I post like all art and fashion on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's all that mixed with like gay thoughts. Um, and that's T H O T. There's no T H O U G H T happening at all. Yeah, um, zero thoughts. Zero thoughts. Um, TikTok is just just aggressive, um, gay a thought thought a tree mixed with like AOC. Um, and then like the podcast TikTok that I have because I have two accounts. It's just cute animals. So that's that's a good like refreshing thing. I mean. Yeah. It's like I know I know what I'm getting and you just sign me up. Yeah. And then it's so funny hearing people talk about like Twitter being for like writing or opinions, because like that was the intended purpose. I use Twitter for a very specific reason. Yeah. Um, that you know, that we like to uncover like, you know, in the nighttime. Um, and so <laughs> um it's so funny because I because I'm like, yeah, I don't do a lot of reading on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to each their own. Exactly. Um 
if you want to pray at night and I want to read at night, that's fine. Yes, I'm no. on my knees praying all night. <laughs> no, I use Twitter for just like very dumb jokes. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So I also have a lot of dumb jokes in my algorithm. Um, yeah, but also a lot of just penis. There's just yeah. penises. Yeah, I mean, it all comes back to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is, you know, at least it's honest. (laughs) At least we're being honest with ourselves. And speaking of being honest with ourselves, so I, like the rest of the world, I think, have been um, obsessed with that Ariana DeBose, Angela Bassett did the thing um, performance at the BAFTAs, um, where I've just been saying that one line around the house. And um, I was wondering if, Sean, if you would... um, if you would let me, um, I would love to do a bit of a deep dive into her viral rap and just see if we mm. have any opinions kind of like on a line by line basis. Mm. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So this is from Ariana DeBose at the BAFTAs. She was like hosting and she was like, okay, I'm going to do a fun rap uh, to include all of the nominees. And this is what, this is what she and her team came up with. Okay. All the ladies in the room, supporting and leading, all here, I presume. Which I think is very interesting, um, because she's not quite sure if everyone who she's going to talk about is there. If they're there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, No one briefed her on that. No. And um, uh, all the ladies in the room, but but only the ones who are supporting and leading. So only the actors. So not all the ladies in the room. A bit of a contradiction there, but I'm I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, it's art. Yeah. Hong Chow, Dolly D, great, both amazing performances. Uh, but she gets them out of the way quickly. Um, <laughs> and then a kind of a weird line Carrie and Carrie with a C, because there's Carrie Congdon and Carrie Mulligan, both nominated. So here we kind of get like a Sesame Street, um, like one of these things is not like the other. Here's how you spell Carrie and Carrie. So I thought that was a really weird but amazing sentence uh, for a non-written out medium. Yeah, those are for the that's for the people who read on Twitter. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And then we get into kind of the more like lyrical poetry of it. We have Dame Emma, I'm so fond. Great Emma Thompson, she's a dame, letting everyone know there's respect on her name. Great. Um, Anna girl, you were great in blonde. Um, Anna de Armas was in blonde. She was, in fact, not great in blonde. Um, <laughs> I do need everyone to know this. Um, so she, she's li- Ariana's lying to us. Um, Danielle D, you broke my heart. D is short for Detweiler. Okay, I guess it's, she couldn't fit all that in there. And then Michelle, I loved you from the start. Michelle Yo, I loved you from the start. Great. I don't think Ariana DeBose was born uh, when Michelle started, but that's okay. Then we have Angela Bassett did the thing, but she does a sassy head motion. Um, and then she emph- she does like kind of an iambic pantaminer, kind of like Angela Bassett did the thing. Like it's like very like it's, emphasizing. Yeah, it's kind of like she's possessed for a moment. Yeah. And, it's, and you're witnessing like, like divine light come through a mm-hmm. human being. Yeah. 
And her hair does fall out of its place. I will say she becomes a bit yeah. disheveled there, um, which, um, you know, Angela Bassett did the thing. It's a, it's a big deal. She did it. Also, it's a, she doesn't it's talk about what the thing is, but she did it. Um, Viola <laughs> Davis, my woman King. Great. Viola Davis was amazing in the movie woman King. I, I agree with that. Um, and then she goes, Blanchett, Kate, you're a genius. Now, this is where we run into a bit of a um, confusing mm-hmm. syntax of um, why it had to be Blanchett, Kate, you're a genius. Um, why couldn't it just be Kate Blanchett, you're a genius? Don't really understand that. Yeah. Um, and then we end with Jamie Lee, you are all of us, which is also not true. None of us are <laughs> will ever be like I'm not Jamie Lee Curtis. No, none of us will ever be like Jamie Lee Curtis. She has a very specific uh, way of walking through life with growing up and being a very yeah. successful actress. So, um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no amount of extrativia will will turn us into Jamie Lee Curtis. No, and God knows I've been trying, and I, it's too much fiber for me. It's too much. It's too much gut health. It's too much. Nothing. No, it's it's like I can't process anything. I like eat a sandwich and it comes out a full sandwich. <laughs> I mean, could be worse. I guess so. You know, but I, they say wrap it up and save it for later. I guess I can just do that. I don't know. What would Jamie Lee do? I don't know. J- J- Jamie Lee would um, probably write about it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so... Um, that's kind of like the thing that's for me in the cultural zeitgeist right now. But also like by the time I post this, um, it will probably be dead in the water. It is kind of already dead in the water, but I had to talk about it because my God, where else am I going to? Yeah. It needs to be in the artistic record for sure. Um, and I do find myself just, if it's exceptionally quiet, just, the urge to say Angela Bassett did the thing. It's like okay, or just Angela Bassett. I know it's then, it's really an intrusive thought that just like makes its way out, um, to the point where it's like Giovanni and I are in separate rooms. It's a quiet apartment, and then I just hear quietly in the background, Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> sometimes not quiet. No. Sometimes not quiet at all. But it's like, yeah, I'm alive still. Yep. Yep. Ugh, totally. Um, so kind of, so we talked about like pros and cons of the internet. But like what do you what do you want to come of the internet? What do you want to come of these social medias? Where do you think they're going? And what do you think like the new viral thing will be? And what part will chimpanzees play in it? <laughs> Well, the next hottest thing for tiny monkeys wearing knitwear is, um, I don't know. You know, I, I am in a show right now that it is about the internet and there's a publication tied to it. And we're, we're kind of thinking about like Web3 coming into existence and, and what it means for like the broader public that that the internet is, is shifting in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um around regulations and ownership and just how it, how deeply intertwined into our daily lives it's going to be even more so than it already is. Mm-hmm. Um, my hopes are that, I don't know, I, I, I talked about this with, with some people recently at that show that I was mentioning, as 
you know, that the, the internet is a really beautiful tool um, that leads to IRL connection. And so I feel like if we can really return to that, I feel like a lot of people who are terminally online, which I'm like not going to pretend that I'm not, mm -hmm. but I feel like using the internet as a tool to connect with people in real life and to connect to things away from the screen, I think is really crucial yeah. um, because otherwise we're just becoming the internet and that's that's fine to a certain extent. Like I'm like, sure, sign me up. Like I'll just be robot. But um, that's kind of my hope. And I feel like there is so much with everything going on in the world and all this shit legislation and all this, like this thing that I wrote, I wrote it in December and like, was talking about queer censorship on online and already three months later it's it's like escalated more than i could have even imagine mm -hmm. and and that's terrifying i feel like i hope that there is a larger system of ethics around around the online world that that permeates the lives of just like everyone who's using it, not just people who are super heady about it, but just like people who are shit posting. Like this, yeah. this understanding that like you're 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 talking to other people. Like you're you're you can't just be a shithole. Um, which is <laughs> can I say shithole on your on your podcast? <laughs> um, um, yeah, and I think that like the new viral thing is, I'm seeing like a lot of. A lot of like queer people, especially being more into this idea of like taking care of themselves and like <sighs> healing and, and not in a cringy way, but in a like, like we acknowledge that like, it's actually cool to, to be happy. <laughs> and it's actually cool <laughs> to strive. Like nihilism is not like serves its purpose to a certain extent, but it's like, it's cool to like be kind to each other and it's cool to be um to seek connection with other people that isn't you know at the expense of other people um and i also like want to see more baby animals carrying that torch i yeah. want to see more tiny tiny monkeys ethically dressed wearing sustainable clothing <laughs> you know preaching sustainable ideas that's what i want yeah we want transparency in tiny animal clothing we want to know where the sourcing yeah. is coming from where is it from mm -hmm. how many how many like where's is it is it going to break apart the minute you put exactly. it in the wash i don't want that um mm -hmm. yeah i think like you, you i mean obviously you hit the nail on the head i like that like kind of the internet in a way made it cool to care about something um i feel like uh, especially in like the queer community, there's a lot of like, ugh, I'm so over everything. Ugh, I hate everything. Um, but like the internet is so full of people who care a lot about like very specific things to a healthy extent and yeah. to like an unhealthy extent. <laughs> Not healthy. Uh, yeah. But um, like I like this uh, podcast is called Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen because every single week there's something that I'm able to chat with one of my friends about, about something we're obsessed with. And it often like stems from the internet and often it's an ice dancing routine I saw at the Olympics. 
which like I wouldn't be able to see Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer do their Olympic ice dancing back 10 years without the internet. Hello. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, you system, you beautiful system of tubes. Thank you very much. Thank you, fiber optics. Do you remember that video? Do you remember that? It was like, this was like 20 years ago, probably, but it was like some senator from God knows where just saying like the internet is a series of tubes. <laughs> and when you send an email, it can get clogged in the tubes that slows down the rest of the internet. <laughs> and I just say that to myself sometimes. Is that an anti-email commercial? It's an anti a lot of things. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, well, okay, so speaking of anti, so, um, <laughs> I don't know what that segue is, but a lot of people have a lot of opinions on Twitter is what I'm, what I've learned, um, because I did have to do mm-hmm. some research on Twitter for this game that we're about to play, if you would like to, Sean. I, I would love to play a game. All right. So, um, this game is called Tweet Cute, and what it, what it is, is I went through some fun little celebrity moments on Twitter, and I want you to see if you can figure out who tweeted this tweet. Are you game? Okay. Good game. All right, let's do it. Um, okay, so this is a tweet from a celebrity from August 2009. It says... Just finished watching The Time Traveler's Wife. I didn't ball like I thought I would. Maybe it was two, number two, mushy. Maybe I'm soulless. Is that Kate Hudson? (gasps) Famous Twitter user. Sean, you are not far off. It is Katy Perry, whose real name is Katie Hudson. Is Kate... (laughs) That's what I meant. Yes. Sean, that is so very that right. impressive of you. <laughs> Thank you. I want to be true to the government. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So she was watching Time Traveler's Wife and couldn't cry. And because it, oh, it was God. either too mushy and she it was like beyond cry or she has no soul. Right. And we'll never know. Uh, it could be both. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, next one. Um This is from November of 2022, so kind of recently. I know you know my nativity set. This year I had it made with a gold finish. Who doesn't love the glamour? Oh my god. I feel like I know this tweet. (laughs) My gold. Is it it a Kardashian? No. (gasps) No, it's not. But is someone with an empire like the Kardashians? I don't know. Tell me. It is the one and only Martha Stewart. I was going to say that. <laughs> her her government name is Kardashian. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, who doesn't love the glamour of a gold nativity set? That's all I have to say. Who 
doesn't love her glamour. I love when she just like took a photo of like all this dog food that she had made and it just was labeled like dog and there were like 30 little <laughs> like plastic containers. I think about that a lot. Anyway, next one. Next one. Okay, so the next one is a double feature. They were both tweeted in um, December of 2022. So yet again, very recently. It says, the first one is, why would Charles want Diana to hang out with Camilla? The nerve, the fuck? And then right after they posted, Camilla thinks she slicks sending congrats notes to Diana. I wish a bitch would. I remember this tweet. And it was not Martha Stewart. <laughs> and it was not Katy Perry. <laughs> and it was not Kim Kardashian. And it was not Katy Perry. <laughs> However, it was. Was it Nikki? It wasn't Nikki. I mean, yet again, you're very close. It was Cardi B. Yeah. yeah, it was Cardi B like live tweeting, I guess the crown or like the Meghan and Harry something. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was I think it was the crown because yeah. yeah. Um and I just love that idea of Cardi just going off on Twitter about the crown, <laughs> which is like a thing that um like it, it's a thing that you binge all at once and you can watch at any time, right? So it's not Yeah, and you kind of know what happens. Yeah. But I just love that it's like it's not like in real time as when it's coming out. It's kind of like whenever she decided to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're not all watching this with you. No. But you know what? We all think Camilla can go fuck herself. <laughs> Truly. I wish a bitch would. All right, next one. <laughs> um, okay, this is from August 2009. Went to the LA Zoo today. A chimpanzee spit at me. Damn, I must be ugly, lol. <laughs> oh my god um i'm gonna say hillary duff it's not <gasps> that's what i want it to be. oh i love hillary duff i mean okay so this person is kind of the hillary duff of the basketball world it is shaquille o'neal oh wow i know i've you know i've always said that <laughs> i've always said you know what shaq you're the Hillary Duff of the basketball world. I think so. She was uh, he was big in his day, and now he's you know promoting inkjet printers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, we have uh, we have two more. Um, this is okay. uh, this is from December uh, 2019. Uh, you know what they say: never work with children and animals. Well, I survived playing the mother of both Frodo Baggins and Harry Potter and held my own with a Beverly Hills Chihuahua. But now I'm upstaged by a sweater? What year was this? 2019. Is it Reese Witherspoon? <gasps> no, but I do love Reese Witherspoon. This is Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, wow. Yeah. When was she Harry Potter's mom? I don't truly know what um, she's really talking about there. Um, I, maybe she was at one point the mother of a character played by Daniel Radcliffe, uh, but I by, I don't remember. That made sense. But um, this, I think she she is talking about Knives Out, where everyone was talking about Chris Evans' beautiful sweater, mm. and um, uh, she said that she held her own in Beverly Hills Chihuahua, but. She can't get the respect uh, get the past the sweater. Wow, she really is everyone. She really is. Or all of us. Jamie Lee, you are all of us. Whatever. All right, the last one. 
okay, bear with me for the um the tweet I'm about to say because it is a uh, uh, a lot. Okay, so this is from September 2022. <laughs> okay, it says, "Bon matin, tout le monde." Lips emoji. Dot dot dot. Wait. Dot dot dot. Jour. Spiral eyes emoji. I just opened my eyes emoji. Curses. They've closed again. Ah, dot, 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 jet lag. Why hast thou cast thy evil spell on me? Is this share? That is 100% share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job, Sean. I knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going through Cher's Twitter was really something special. It's, um, I don't know yeah. how she... For she, it's not only the content and the emojis, it's how she formats everything. It's a lot of space, it's almost like they're haikus, but without the correct syllables. It's it's design, it's like a practice of design. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm one of my favorite share tweets. I think she just says, I think it just says kiss, but it's like all the like the k is like 40 but it's like most of the characters are this giant k and then it's like i went god bless you shay oh that's so good i just i just remember um kathy griffin talking about in like a stamp special back in the day about how Cher was like her friend and was would tweet like can someone order a pizza like how does pizza happen i want a pizza and that'd be like her tweet like it's just like th- there's there's no like marketing manager that could um either like steer share in a different direction or even like come up with the geniusness that comes out of out of that twitter yeah she she knows what she's doing oh she knows what she's doing or some higher some higher force mm-hmm. knows what what it travels through shares fingertips and it's just like pizza <laughs> Um, So I think that's a fantastic way to end the game because we ended with the high priestess of the internet. Um, You are a high priestess of the internet. And I'm kind of freaked out that you got Kate Hudson, a.k.a. Katy Perry, in that roundabout way. I think that's very impressive. Yeah. It's dark-sided, but it's fine. (laughs) It's dark-sided. So we are coming to the end of our little podcast here. But, Sean, I do have a... I have a weekly segment where I ask the guests of the podcast what they're obsessed with in a segment called Guest Obsessed, which rhymes. Um, so, Sean, <laughs> what have you been obsessed with recently? Um, does it need to start with a W? No, it can start with anything. Oh, wow. that's That opens up so many doors for me. <laughs> um, I, I'm really obsessed with uh seltzer <gasps> right now mm-hmm. um polar springs has a really lovely winter collection <laughs> <laughs> um and plastic bottles are so chic right now mm-hmm. um i i love a mocktail i'm really into birding i got a pair of binoculars for christmas <gasps> and so i use this little app on my phone and listen to birds and learn about them um, I love that. My friend Anthony, so, who is gonna is um, was on the podcast episode right before this, he also does bird watching. He goes to Prospect Park with a pair of binoculars oh, wow. and does bird That's watching. Right. That's 
that's what I do. Oh my god, maybe you two have yeah. like crossed paths and done a silly bird smirk at each other and you didn't even know. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, the birds are that way. <laughs> and then I go the opposite way. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also kind of obsessed with The Last of Us, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I think that's a, that's a thing. Um, and also really obsessed with slowing down and finding ease in my life to varying degrees of success. Yes, and I think the way to do that is you go to Prospect Park with your single-use bottle of seltzer, you look at some birds (laughs) while listening to a podcast all about The Last of Us. Yeah, and then you throw that bottle at Anthony and say, this is my turn. (laughs) I saw that that hummingbird first. Ugh, so good. <laughs> well, Sean, I do want to thank you for coming on our little podcast here. Before we go, do you have any like socials or any like upcoming projects that you want to get out there into the world? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Lady Salad. Um, I also have a newsletter that you can find through my Instagram, uh, it's buttondown.com slash Salad. Um, there's a show up right now that I mentioned called We Refuse, We Want, We Commit, uh, which is up at uh, 292 Gallery uh, slash Bullet Space through March 19th. Um, and that has a few different people working around internet-based practices, um, in larger technology, smaller technology, um, as well as the soft launch of this publication that I was talking about where I wrote about queer censorship online. Um, yeah, check it out. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, so if anyone is in the area, go see Sean. You'll see um, this beautiful, bearded, ball-headed man. Um, and uh, you'll learn a thing or two about a thing or two, I have to say. <laughs> Or not, you'll get dumber, and that's a benefit too. <laughs> exactly, we do need more of that in society. Of so we, everyone is championing Honestly. getting smarter. We need the dummies too. No, get hotter, get dumber. Oh, so good. And with that, I do just want to make sure that anyone listening to this podcast knows to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with, and maybe we'll make an episode about it. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts, because it really helps us out. All right, Sean, thanks for coming on. Bye! Bye!